is up, everybody? How are you doing? How are you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese coming to you to break down the NFC side of things this offseason in terms of free agent additions, some trades. We pretty much saw a lot of the NFC say, actually, we're ready to move on from these guys. We'll go ahead and ship them to the AFC. One big name in particular that we'll definitely dive into here in a little bit once we get to that team. But, Treese, it's been a good week. I know last time we did a Saturday episode, a little different, but I kind of liked it. I'm a fan of it. Yeah, now, it was nice. It's a midweek day. Here we go. Weather's yeah. a little gloomy here, so I'm trying to up the energy so I can get over it on my end of things. We just ton of rain, bad weather. Not me, though. Not you. You're not, you're not raining on this boat. parade. Ain't ain't happening. And, you know, <laughs> hey, it's it's I was about to say April. It's not quite April. We're still got another two days for that. But, yep. you know, it's, it's going to be like that. But then you want to know what? Sun's going to be shining by May, June, July. By July, you're going to be like, shit, I want that rain back. <laughs> That's but Yeah, you're exactly right. July <laughs> and August here in Missouri is brutal. People yeah. think August like, oh, man, you're getting close to the fall. <laughs> nope wrong we don't get fall to the end of october now that's about how utah is so it's funny because like i i see this a lot on like twitter and stuff of like people that are like this is the only place that you can have like all four seasons in one day ladies and gentlemen that's just the united states at this point like (laughs) like that is everywhere like literally like in utah you could be wearing flip-flops in the morning and then leave work and be it being snowing like that has happened you know and it's not the only place missouri i know you talked about it one time like east coast does it i mean the world is just in a weird place man it's crazy i mean it it definitely is but but at least we can all agree on it and we're at least a little bit understanding that's for sure so we're gonna do we always start in the afc east when we start in the AFC, right, it's always in the East. We're going to do the same thing here in the NFC. The old Dallas Cowboys first up. They started off the season bringing back our guy, Michael Gallup. We've both been fans of him. They get him on a five-year, $57 million deal, 23 of it's guaranteed. You love to see that. You're able to keep Dalton Schultz on the franchise tag. Some people were thinking, hey, that might actually be kind of a low-key you know, free agent target for a lot of teams, especially the Jets. So I remember seeing right before the season and a lot of Jets blog reporters like, hey, this is a guy to keep an eye on. Would be a good addition for the offense. You keep Leighton, uh, Leighton Vandrash, excuse me, as well. You re-signed Malik Hooker. You got Javon Curse back as well. And so I think you – it's not no, anything to be super excited about in Dallas, but you're bringing back the core group of guys that you had, and that's good. And I can't forget about Demarcus Lawrence signing to a three-year, $40 million contract with 30 of that being guaranteed. I'm happy with what the Cowboys did, but we also know that they just lost pretty much one of their best receivers in Amari Cooper, trading him away. How do you replace that? Because no matter how you want to look at it, Dallas needs offensive weapons and they need to take that next step. And it doesn't look like you're going to be able to do that without Amari Cooper. Yeah. They desperately need weapons because even with Gallup, I mean, he tore his ACL what week 16, I think of the season 17, mm-hmm. but then he didn't have, he didn't have surgery until after the Super Bowl. Like it was like shocking on how late he had surgery. So, I mean, he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. Like you said, you don't have Cooper. So it's going to be the Schultz and CD lamb show. Yeah. They did sign. They did sign James Washington to a one-year deal that I love. Like James Washington is the perfect band-aid wide receiver to fill in the Michael Gallup role. Like literally oh. perfect, like deep threat, not this huge wide receiver, but like it's still very, very good, like in contested uh, catches and all that. So I love that. Um, but yeah, they're desperately, desperately going to need to do something in the draft for sure. Um, and I was uh, today's years old when I found out that they assigned Dante Fowler Jr. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, I went completely over that. I did not know that. I don't know how oh. I missed it, but interesting. Like You and me I mean, both. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, a nice little pivot away from Gregory. Yeah. Really. Like, I kind of like it. Um, Nothing huge, but it's good enough. It, I mean, it's good enough. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, it's it's kind of like just trying to bring back those core guys. I mean, it. it it feels like a very Jerry Jones type thing. Like, Oh, we were a really good team. Like, let's just bring back the exact same team. Like, you know, <laughs> like it just kind of feels that way. Um, I'm actually a big fan of the Link cooker, them resigning him to a two-year deal. 
I've been wanting the Jags to be over him the last two years. So um, I really like that. Van Der Esch, super small deal. If I remember correctly, it's like a league minimum, like one year deal. Like it was legit, like three or 4 million. Like it's super cheap. So that's kind of crazy. Very crazy. Right. Um, and then they're moving uh, Keanu Neal back to safety as well. That's one of the big things. So he moved to linebacker gotcha. last year and moving him back to the safety position this year. Yep. So going to be interesting to see, um, you know, again, I think resigning Gallup is at, especially to that deal is like one of the best contracts of the, of the off season. I love yeah. that deal. So but you definitely got lucky and the next time around, he's probably going to get paid if he goes back to playing at the level that he was, because he has been kind of that guy in Dallas where you go, Hey, maybe actually you're just fine with CD Lamb and Michael Gallup. But yeah, I mean, I mean, with the two running backs you got, I mean, they might be, they might say that they're good with the two, but yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like, like now that like, now that Dax had the three wide receiver combo and given they were all only healthy for like, feels like like two or three games last year. Yeah. Um, but like now he's had that taste of it. It's going to be very hard to not have those type of weapons. So they, I mean, they're at a per, I don't think they take it. I mean, I can almost guarantee you they don't take a wide receiver in the first round, but they're also like in a very good spot for where the wide receivers are going to be taken. You know, that I did see something, uh, Earlier yesterday, it was like, oh, the Cowboys should be in on a on the wide receiver group. And I was like, why? Like they, they're fine. Like, yes, you move on from it. But if you can just keep adding weapons that are get that are younger, that's a smart thing to do. Your your quarterback is getting a ton of money. Don't keep paying your receivers as well, because you're gonna have to pay CeeDee Lamb here soon as well. I mean, yep. that's gonna be coming up quicker than some people probably realize. And if you're the Cowboys, like we might as well try and get younger while we can. And at some point, you really got to look at Ezekiel Elliott and say, is he still worth the money that he's getting paid? Like, we talked about it, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, like Tony Pollard has made the most of his opportunities. And as at one point, I know we talked about it in a season, was definitely more explosive than Zeke was throughout yeah, the entire sure. length of the season. Yeah, so at sure. pick 24, like you mentioned, even if you don't go in the first round, you're in a perfect spot from there on out in the rest of the draft to get somebody. Let's get to our next team, though, in the east of the NFC, and that is the old New York Giants. Big splash quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Just going to go ahead and give your uh, medical staff some advice. Don't poke strings long. It's already happened once before. No need to do it. Other than that, not really happy with anything else that they did or added. It wasn't anything spectacular, in my opinion. I still think this is a team that is going to be here and go, you know what, we got a new head coach, we got a new front office. Let's just see what we have and we can evaluate from here and we'll build off of that. But if I'm sitting here looking at the Giants, I'm not just stellarly or just super excited about everything else in the process and who's on roster. Yeah. So with the Giants, you don't credit them for like all these amazing deals of they're getting right. Tyra Taylor, Matt Breida, Ricky Seals Jones, Jahi Ward, you know, like those types of names. Like it's meh, but they have the coaching staff of all. Like, I love their coaching staff, right? Yes. Brian, Brian Dable, uh, your boy, uh, Mike Kafka, right? As yep. the OC. Yep. Um, they brought in the, it was the Ravens old DC, right? As their DC. Uh, so, Rex, not Rex. It was his, not no, Rex. no, no. I know who you're talking about. Yep. Now Big white haired guy. Yep. Now Damn that it. we're talking about it and now it's all, now it's all like, oh, Patrick man, you Graham should know the name. No, it's not Patrick Graham. It's it's uh, Martindale. It's Martindale. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So the Raiders anyways. hired Patrick Graham. Excuse me. Okay, there you go. So I mean, they just got a really good coaching staff, good front office, um, bringing over the guy from <clears throat> the Bills as well. So I mean, they're gonna. I think they realize that like year one, kind of like how you just said, like let's just see what we got in year one, and then you know year two, three, we're gonna really build up this roster. So yep. um, I think the Giants are in fine shape. Um, probably not gonna compete this year, but soon enough, for sure, soon enough. So moving on to the Eagles. I mean, honestly, they're kind of in the same boat. I mean, luck they bring back Jason Kelsey, Derek Barnett, Greg Ward, Boston Scott, release Fletcher Cox and somehow get him to just re-sign to a one-year deal, which was, I still like, don't understand that. Still don't understand that that's like a dude that was like okay with like losing money, like but helping the team. But like I don't know why you couldn't just restructure a deal. I don't know. Like given that's part of the contract thing that I just clearly don't understand. Uh, but they did bring in Hassan Reddick, which was a huge signing three year, 45 million. Um, 
that's huge. Kaiser White as well from the from the Chargers. He's very very solid. Resigning Anthony uh, Harris, good deal. Like and he's getting up there in age. I think he's thirty now, maybe even thirty one. So, um, but man, they're gonna get after the quarterback with Barnett, Cox, and Reddick. Oh, absolutely. But it's still one of those deals where how's your offense gonna look? You know, who do you have at receiver? outside of Devontae Smith. And don't tell me Jalen Rager. I'm not believing it anymore. Jalen Rager is going to be a great third option where he busts through on a broken play from the defense and then scores. Those are the plays we're going to see from Jalen Rager. Oh, and when that does happen, Jalen Hurts has to get the ball out of his hand and Rager needs to catch it. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, and they have three first round picks. So, I mean, this team's going to look dramatically different um, come come that third. What do you think night. they, where are you, where's your mindset on where they go with those? Dude, I really believe because they have two back to back picks. Um, they got, I mean, the first couple just go straight, like best player available. And then, like, with that third one, if you don't trade it, like, that's like a luxury, like, go with your biggest need. Um, Maybe it is wide receiver, honestly. <laughs> like yeah. it, it really might be. Um, and then, you know, hey, if you can admit that you're just wrong on Rager and move on sooner rather than later, that's what I that's what I always appreciate about like GMs and stuff like that is when they like when they realize they're wrong and they don't be like, well, let's just give them one more year. Let's just give them one more year. Like just move on as quickly as you realize it. Yeah. So I'm right there with you on that. It is going to be interesting, especially with the three first round picks and the possibility of trading back with the pick 19 that they have. But next, let's move on to the newest team in the NFC East, the Washington Commanders. I should say the newest nickname. They go big splash in the offseason with quarterback as well, just like I mentioned with the Giants. We got our guy Carson Wentz. I feel like I've already done enough apologies and realizing, hey, I was wrong. But Washington Commanders, they think they have their guy in Carson Wentz. This is literally, I think, his last opportunity to be a starter in the league. And if it doesn't work out here, he is toast. Whether if he and if he can't accept that he needs to go back to go be a backup role quarterback, not even a mentor, just be a backup somewhere where someone does get hurt, you can at least come in and they know that you're athletic enough to make plays and you're going to stay in the league, especially as a first rounder, what a number two pick as well. So it's one of those situations where good luck, Carson, but. I'm kind of done believing the fact that they brought back J.D. McKissick. They brought back Cam Sims and then, you know, Lucas as well along the offensive line. And then you signed Andrew Norwell. I kind of like what you've done here. It hasn't been anything sexy. You know, I mean, it, it really hasn't. But it's enough to at least keep your team fighting. And I do think this is a good roster. They're just missing. They need another offensive weapon and they need their defense to be healthy. And much yeah. better than it was last year. Much better than it was last year, exactly. So, I mean, we'll see what Carson Wentz does. Um, yeah, I agree, last shot as a starter. And honestly, he's the type of guy, like, just watching him, this is strictly off of watching card knocks, but, like, he feel, he really does feel like a dude that's, like, if he's not the starter, like, he'll, he'll literally, legit walk away from the game and be good. Like, he'll just be like, yeah, I'm fine. I made my money. Oh. Yeah, just, like, hanging out with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Did you so, watch all of hard knocks? Uh, no, I did not watch all of it. I watched some of it. I watched the first couple and then I missed a bunch. And then I made sure to watch when the Jags curb stomped them in week 18. Uh, of course you did. I didn't watch a <laughs> lick of it. Was it even any good? Was no, it interesting? It no, not really. I mean, that's why I missed like more than half of them. I, I legit watched the first two and then the last one. So I missed like, I think there was like seven or eight altogether. So I missed <laughs> like literally the whole, whole middle section. Um, it was fine. It was fine. So um, the JD McKissick thing was interesting. Him signing with the Bills and then not, and then like just the whole thing. Um, but you you brought up Andrew Norwell. Basically, the Jags just traded <laughs> with mm-hmm. with the Commanders. Norwell went there. Sheriff went to the Jags. Like funny how that sometimes works out. But I mean, this division is up for grabs. That's what it comes down to. Even though I mean, Cowboys, you know, they won it last year, but are they as good as they were last year? I don't know. Like, I really don't know without Cooper. Um, and did the other teams get be- good enough or better? I don't know if they did either. So it could still be the Cowboys <laughs> division. Right. But like, I think that it, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, Chase Young's got to come back healthy here for Washington to have, have a legit shot. Absolutely. And now let's go ahead and head to the North Chicago bears. You brought in Trevor Simeon, 
doesn't even matter. You did go get Byron Pringle, who is a guy, you know, it's nothing, it's not a sexy pickup, but it's a nice addition because it's a guy who works hard. He's a special teamer. He can make plays. He's tough to tackle. You can rely on him. He's going to do the right thing. So I do think Chicago got a good guy there, and that's definitely something you want in your receiver room. And he knows what success looks like. He's seen it in Kansas City, and I think that's something that Chicago can value. Now, I'm not going to put a ton of stock into that, but it's definitely something to be excited about for sure if you're a Bears fan. And you also brought in St. Brown as a receiver. That's going to be cool. But outside of that, man, like I look at the rest of what they did. Like you're able to re-sign. <laughs> I've almost listed a, a long snapper, excuse me. But you go sign to Justin Jones to play along your defensive line. You get another defensive lineman. You got Lucas Patrick at offensive guard. You got Muhammad at a defensive end. Again, it's nothing spectacular, but it's at least as far as like, okay, we have our depth guys and we have some starters. Now let's continue to build this team through the draft and keep moving forward with what we have because this is, again, another situation. Some of what I said with the Giants, new front office, new coach, see what you have, build from there. Yeah. Oh, oh there we go. All right. Um struggling with the mute button again i did it i literally did that this morning in our episode with, with dan and i did it last <laughs> week like it's ridiculous how, how badly i struggle with that here but it works perfectly fine no big deal um but they did bring in Br- ryan pools for their gm and he's kind yep. of been open about like hey like i know that it was slow this time but like we're really trying to dive into like what we actually have and yes. like like don't worry we'll we will get weapons i think like a quote was something like coming from kansas city right i want to get justin fields the type of weapons that patrick mahomes had yeah like, he's like but i also realized that i have to build an entire roster not just skill weapons for my quarterback so i think he's really trying to just understand where they're at um and then go from there you know, you'd hope that like your GM would make at least one big splash in a, you know, in their first off season, like just to try to do something. And that big splash legit could have even been like, try to do whatever you can to keep Allen Robinson. Seems like Allen yeah. Robinson was just wanted to be gone. And the bears were trying to respect that after franchise tagging last year, but like, feels like they could have tried to do something there, but I mean, bears, I think they all recognize that they're, a, they're a work in progress and it's going to be, it's going to be a couple of years for them. So Moving on to the Detroit Lions, though, big name is obviously they brought in DJ Chark on a one-year $10 million deal, re-signed Josh Reynolds, um, just trying to go through Alex Alonzo at linebacker there, brought back Jared Davis, their former first overall pick or first round overall pick, uh, brought in Mike Hughes, who was, you know, he's been around, he's been on the Vikings, he was on the Chiefs last year. Uh, bringing in CJ Moore on a one-year deal, Tracy Walker on a three-year deal, resigning him. So I mean, oh, and Charles Harris don't don't want to miss the resigning of Charles Harris for two-year, fourteen million dollar deal. So I mean, it kind of feels like they're you know just bringing back a lot of their guys, hoping that G- DJ Chart can be that that extra weapon that they need. Um, opposite of St. Brown. Um, you know, it's fine. I think the the Lions are going to be very similar to what they were last year, but like just a little bit better. Like they were yeah. super young last year, but like they're going to be similar. Like it's going to be still, you know, you're still most likely rolling with Jared Goff. If you draft a quarterback or not, you're probably rolling with Jared Goff this year. It's like the, this team is going to be what it is. And I I mean, I don't think that teams really enjoyed playing the Lions last year. I mean, I think that they, they put – everybody like up for some tough games i mean let's not yes. forget like the ravens had to make like a what a 67 yard field goal at the yeah, end of the record game record breaking record breaking right like they had a they had a ton of close games early on in the year so i mean they're gonna be tough and gotta mention they are gonna be on uh, they are gonna be on hard knocks this year uh and they are hosting the draft in three years from now <laughs> so yep. i mean um gonna be interesting i will say i know a lot of people are like all like hyped up about the lions being hard knocks it's meh for me really yeah like hmm. what what's exciting about it like what's the exciting story piece i don't know because i've been kind of looking at like some of the last couple of hard knocks that we've watched since doing the show when we've got to see the rams we've got to see the tampa Bay buccaneers we've got to see the cleveland browns and the dallas cowboys the rams Wait, chargers the bucks when were the bucks at I think it was right before we watched it with Jameis Winston as our quarterback. 
I think it was right before we started. It was like one of the first things we talked about with Hard Knocks. Must have been, yeah, must have been before we started because I'm like just trying to like remember there. So, but um, the reason I bring up all those is because we've seen those teams actually have success since doing Hard Knocks. Yeah. Except for maybe the Raiders. You know what I mean? But we might see that this year. So it's again one of those situations where you look at the line, it's like maybe things are falling this their way. And the guys that they brought in, I think. The idea of DJ Shark, Josh Reynolds, and Amal Ross St. Brown as an entire season as a group, offseason, everything, with Jared Goff and TJ Hawkinson and Swift at running back. It's nothing to be like just like through the roof about, but there's some, there should be some optimism there. There's I some feel like those are all quiet guys, though. Like I'm I'm looking for like for entertainment. Sure. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for entertainment. <laughs> just in terms of hard knocks. Yeah. That I understand. Jared Goff's going to be a focal piece, but I think the defense. But he's been is probably- on it for three. This is his third time on it. Like I've seen enough of that, dude. <laughs> Do, is it three? Yeah. The Rams were on it twice. That's right with the Chargers. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking Matthew Stafford, but it, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It was Jared. Yeah. So Jared Goff's probably going to hate hard knocks at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. For like, sure. God bless it. Here we go again. Yeah. It's just normal for him. And like Swift is going to be like this quiet guy. And I think Hawkinson will be like, I don't know. Like, I, my worry, my worry is exactly what we talk about every year, except for they didn't do it last year, which we liked, is they, they focus in on the six round draft pick that may or may not make the team. And he's the vocal point of the entire season. They didn't do that last Mm -hmm. year with the Cowboys. It was all the stars, which was great. I think they go back to that this year. Uh, The the only hope is that they find a way. I mean, if the Lions end up drafting a quarterback early. Yeah. If you do that, you're fine, but then I'll be excited. I will be excited if there's like a legit quarterback competition and it's like, you get to see it. Like that would be cool. That very, especially with the preseason games in the mix. Uh, let's move on though from the Lions to the Green Bay Packers. You bring back Aaron Rodgers, $150 million deal over the next three years, with a hundred of it being guaranteed. You bring back Alan Lazard. You know, you lose Devontae Adams. That's tough. But you also bring back Rasul Douglas, who's one of the best corners in the league. So you love to see that. Preston Smith comes back as well. Robert Tunyon comes back. You sign Jaron Reed. You bring in a new punter and you go, hey, still don't have any receivers. (laughs) You're going to have to do it in the draft. And when you look at the Packers, as long as you have Aaron Rodgers there and you have your studs on defense, you're going to be fine because we're talking about the rest of this division and there's really nothing to be too scared of, to be completely honest with you. The Packers are going to be fine. They're going to find a receiver in probably the second or third round. They're most likely not going to take one in the first. Just who the Packers are. So we'll definitely see. And now me saying that means they're probably taking my guy, Christian Watson, which is going to piss me off, but it's just part of it. It's just how it goes. So with Packers, not the most exciting offseason after you brought back Aaron Rodgers and once you kind of got over the loss of Devontae Adams, some of your other key pieces are there, though. You still got your running backs. You still got your tight end. You still got your studs on defense. You're going to be okay. Yeah, I mean – Devon, Devondre Campbell is a stud, right? Like, so that mm-hmm. was a huge resigning for him. Um, obviously, yeah. Losing Devontae Adams is it's never easy, right? But like they've actually shown that they can still move the ball without him. I mean, let's not forget, mm-hmm. like he didn't play when they played the undefeated Cardinals last year and they still won that game, you know. And like Very there's true. like and I can't remember the exact size I saw, but like they still were averaging something like 27, 28 points a game over in the last three years in all the games that Devontae Adams missed. So um, interesting. And then I did see that um, Devontae Adams, ADOT was, has dropped pretty dramatically since they're, you know, since they've become this new style offense that they have um, with LaFleur. And it's because they're not doing the deep passes as much as a lot more of RPO stuff. And somebody that actually, thrives in that is uh amari rogers who they took in the draft um last year from clemson and Mm -hmm. i could see them thinking amari rogers could kind of step into that role not saying to become Devontae adams and and take over that whole role but i'm just saying when they're doing the rpo slants that they love to do i could see him kind of being that guy um for the record i do think i think it's a guarantee that they take a wide receiver in the first round um with one of their first two. So that'll be interesting to see who, and then, yeah. And then bringing Rosal Douglas back was a huge, 
was a huge thing for them. Robert Tunyon, I actually didn't even see that he re-signed with a one-year deal, but that's great. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't even know he was a free agent, so that's one thing I did miss there. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, but he is coming off of an ACL injury, so we'll see how we'll see if he's a he's even available at the start of the year. So, um, yeah, this team's still going to be good, peeps. Like that's what it comes down to. Like people think just because he's going to be gone, like Green Bay's not going to win in that division, or I think they easily can still win this division. Like honestly, I I don't think it's that hard. Um, yeah, and. I still see them being, you know, like a legit, like three or four seed because the NFC is just so bad, like probably four. Right. So I could see no, probably three. Like I could see like Tampa's going to be the one seed, like mm-hmm. lock it in. Tampa's going to the Super Bowl. Like, I'll just say it like t- lock it in, lock it up. <laughs> um, lock it up. And then you have probably the Rams number two and then Packers three. And then Cowboys, Cardinals. And then Cowboys, seeing, I'm saying Niners, probably. I don't know with the Niners because, I mean, how does Trey Lance look year one? Or if you have Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you would still have no idea what yeah. the Niners are just because of the quarterback. I mean, we know who the rest of the team is. Yeah. But yeah. also so the difference it, in that offensive coordinator. I wonder how much that changes things. I know it's Kyle Shanahan's offense. But I do buy into the fact, and I'm sorry to keep cutting you off here, some of the guys that had the option to leave San Francisco went to Miami. For sure. And it's like, hmm, why I mean, didn't you want I, to come back? I mean, I think at some point you think that you have a better opportunity. You can prove that at another spot that you can continue to do what you were doing and you can get a head coaching job. I mean, you talk about this all the time with the Chiefs coaching staff, right? Like, you weren't getting it. You meant Like Raheem players. Mozart left. Huh? I mean, yeah, but the the Niners just don't want Raheem Mostert. <laughs> like they have they have Mitchell, they have they have Jeff Wilson, they they drafted Trey Sermon. Like Mostert just didn't yeah. fit, just didn't fit in anymore. So I just put too much stock into that. Then you think? I think I mean I, I think it's worth bringing up. I just I wouldn't think too much into that. Yeah. Like, you know, and like you see that all the time when like coordinators like become head coaches, they always bring one or two players with them. Like, be like, hey, you know how I run things. Like, I, I want you to come in and be the leader. Like, that happens all the time. One hundred percent. That's a solid so, point. Yeah, um, so. speaking, going back to the NFC North, the only team the Packers really have to worry about is the Minnesota Vikings, who bring back Kirk Cousins to a one-year, thirty-five million, fully guaranteed deal. Somehow reduces his cap number by 14 million this next season. I still don't understand that with everything being completely guaranteed, but it's whatever. You, no one's going to be able to make it make sense to me. So just forget about it. Minnesota Vikings also just signed Patrick Peterson. He's coming back on a one year deal. You brought in Harrison Phillips along the defensive line. I like that. You brought in linebacker Jordan Hicks. I like that. You also went and signed this Darius Smith from the Packers. I like that. I'd like the moves you made to your defense because that's where you need help. Also add to it in the draft so you can get younger and please, for the love of God, make a plan for the future at quarterback because there's no way you think Kirk Cousins is going to be the guy after this next season. Yeah. Yeah. And actually just breaking news. They actually just signed Patrick Peterson again too, like literally like two minutes ago. So not that he's anything what he used to be, but I mean, they, they have a desperate need at cornerback. So like bringing him back is like, you know, it's a nice little fit for him. So, um that's it man i mean you said everything you needed to sorry did you already say that 100 that was the first thing i said with the pack with the vikings oh shit sorry i'm like i was reading <laughs> no, you're good oh, you it. just sorry. we're so excited to tell me and i was just like yeah <laughs> yeah you're just saying that sorry i'm reading over all these stats of like these these guys so sorry yeah apparently i wasn't i didn't pay attention to the first part you said i, I thought i had broke like, the news shit. to you because i said it and i saw you look at your phone Oh, I was man, looking at was my good. phone, looking to see if I had the contract extension oh. details. And I'm like, and I, I just heard you say Kirk Cousins. Look at me, not even paying attention to you. My bad. So, <laughs> no, yes, yeah. you just, you pulled the me so big. And it's nice to be on the other it, it, side of this. Yeah, for, it's for not once. great. I, I don't, I don't like this. I'm going to, I got to, <laughs> I got to like pay attention a little bit more. Um, But I do like the Jordan Hicks still. Like, that's probably my favorite signing for them. It is a very, very good deal there. And then I'm also with you on the whole, like, Kirk Cousins fully guaranteed though like it won't make sense to me like if you already had a fully guaranteed contract and then you just resign him to another one that's like the same amount of money or 
I did, I guess I didn't know how much more left he had on the other one, but like, how is he saving that much money unless he was legit making 49 million last year, but he wasn't like, I already know that. So anyways, I don't know, but I don't, I actually don't think the Vikings are going to be that good of a team either though. Like, I think that, I think they'll be fine. Like they'll be fine. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, for sure. It's, it's one of those deals too with the Vikings where you got to stay healthy and you have to be consistent. I feel like that's something yes. the Vikings have yeah. not been. That's fair. That is fair. So we've cool. gone east. We've gone north. Let's head south. Let's head south. Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota, quarterback of the future. At least this next year. Cordell Patterson, Mr. Utility Man. You got him. Damian Williams at running back. I actually like that pick. There is some value there. At least you now have a running back who has known to stay healthy and has been valuable when on the field. In moments. Let me go ahead and rephrase that. Thank you for the safe trees. Auden Tate at receiver. I don't hate it. It's okay. You re-signed Jake Matthews to an extension. You love to see that. You did lose some linebackers, so that hurts. You re-signed your kicker, and you re-signed one of your corners. in Casey, or you brought on Casey Hayward, excuse me, and you re-signed Isaiah Oliver. I like those moves. Figure out your offense in the draft. What the fuck is the future of the Atlanta Falcons going to be? Sorry for the F-bomb, but I'm very curious. Yeah, this team is going to be just so much fun to like just watch what they do over the next couple of years. I mean, obviously, no Calvin Ridley this year. Uh, Cordell Patterson, like, signed him to a two year deal. He was an amazing story. We actually talked about Cordell Patterson in the Dynasty episode this morning, like, in length about like how he was like so much fun this year, but like couldn't stay healthy when he started getting more looks. What are you going to do here? They did sign Damian Williams. We were saying like, hey man, like a James Cook would be an amazing fit here for running yep. back in this. Um, they obviously have to go some sort of wide receiver early. I mean, like they they don't have anybody. They have they have Kyle <laughs> Pitts. Like they they have to pick up somebody here. Like they even they even lost Russell Gage. Like it's not like they had anybody yeah. that they had last year. Like they lost Gage to the Bucks. So um, it's like Russell Gage knew that Matt Ryan was gonna be like not the quarterback next year, or he knew that. Calvin Ridley was going to be gone too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he made some bets. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, Falcons are going to Falcon this year. Like they're just not going to be a very good team. Like they're just not. That's true. So, all right, moving on into the Panthers. Uh, they signed form into a one-year deal. They get Rashard Higgins from the Browns, which was a good deal. DJ Moore to a huge con- contract discussion or extension. Um, I mean, they signed a ton of people. Like, there's a lot of names here. Xavier, Xavier Woods is a good one. Uh, Devonte or Dante Jackson resigning him. They did sign Damian Wilson from the Jags, who had a career year last year. Uh, got Corey Littleton from the Raiders after they released him, which was man. I remember talking about Corey Littleton when he was a free agent for go, leaving the Rams. I was like, mm-hmm. Corey Littleton's the man. Like, he's so good. Man, he just has not looked good. Fell at off all. the freaking yeah. cliff. Fell off the cliff. So, I mean, honestly, I kind of like what they've done. I mean, it still comes down to, like, who's their quarterback and all that. Like, that's kind of the the big thing with Carolina on how good they can go. Their defense is going to be fine. Like, their defense was pretty good last year. And that's really about it. So, offensively, they have weapons. CMC is still great when, when healthy. I know he's had two injury-prone years, but, like, he's still CMC, right? Like, he's still going to be good. DJ Moore, good. Uh, Anderson's good. Like, they they have their weapons. So, a lot of people were shitting on this contract for the DJ Moore signing. Like, three three years, 62 million, and they were just like, wow, that's overpaying. And I'm like, is it though? I mean, I might, I get it, 22 million, but like, is it just because everybody thinks that like wide receivers are only at like 12 to 15 million now? I'm like, that's just not the NFL anymore. And like, that's tied into money now. No, seriously, it is. And like DJ Moore's been fantastic. Like, think about who he's had at his quarter as his quarterbacks. Like, everybody loves to talk about Allen Robinson. Like, DJ Moore's in that same damn boat, especially like where he's had. So I want to play a little game. It's not a tree civia, but let's let's play a little game here. Okay. I haven't not done that in like a year. I need to like nope. get on that. Like I forgot Tree Civia was even a goddamn thing. Is what I <laughs> is where I'm at. Um, okay. So how many core or sorry, how many wide receivers do you think the way I'm wording this is Tree Civia? How many wide receivers 
do you think by the age of 25 have more yards than DJ Moore has? And he's 25 now. So in his, in their career, like, so all time. How many receivers underneath the age of 25 had had more receiving yards than DJ Moore? Yep. None. No. So, okay. Let me rephrase that. He is sixth most. He is the sixth most receiving yards all time before the age of 25. So Jerry Rice. Nope. Really? Dude, Jerry Rice went off from like age like 28 to like 36. I guess I didn't realize that. I thought it was through an entire career. Jesus criminy. Okay, so moving on to the next one. Um, Tyreek Hill. Nope. What? Larry Fitzgerald. Yes. Okay. Chris Johnson. Not Chris Johnson. Excuse me. Calvin Johnson. No. Terrell Owens. Nope. DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. So I got two more. Two more, and I'll tell you, one of them is active right now. He's an active older in receiver. In receiver. Well, he couldn't be like a tight end. He is wide receiver. Okay. And he's active. Michael Thomas. Nope. What the fuck? That's a good division to be in, though. Julio Jones? Nope. He's no longer on the team, but. Nope. What? Mike Evans. Oh, duh. Yeah. Duh. And then the other one, Randy Moss. Oh, my gosh. I named all the old guys and left out Randy. Ah, excuse me. So, before the age of 25, Randy Moss, Mike Evans, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., those are the five receivers that have more yards than DJ Moore by this point in their careers. And you're gonna tell That's me this pretty good list to be on. You're gonna tell me this dude doesn't deserve 20, just under 22 million a year. Get out of here. Get out of here. He deserves it. Every last second of it. Love it. So anyways. that's a good tree Sylvia. You're gonna call it, you're not gonna call it that, but that's exactly what it was. Uh <laughs> The Panthers did a lot, but you know what? You can do all these moves and still have a great young defense that I want to be very excited for. You have all these playmakers on offense. What are you doing at quarterback? Yep. You really sick with Sam Darnold? Dude can't even complete a freaking broken bone. Like never, never heard that before. I yeah, me either. It's fucking hilarious, though. Joke still <laughs> hits. It does almost it. a year later. <laughs> Like, damn, come on. If you can get Sam Donald to be consistent, which we've yet to see, and healthy, which, again, yet to see, you might have something there. But until we see it, we're all going to question it and wonder, how do you have this defense ready to go? You have these playmakers ready to go. Understand Chris McCaffrey's been injured. It's part of it. It's the position and the workload that's been put on him since he got to Carolina. But you got to figure out quarterbacks, most important position in the NFL. And you're already saying you don't want Baker Mayfield. I would take Baker Mayfield in a fucking heartbeat in Carolina right now if I was the Panthers. I don't know who else you're going to get a quarterback. Is there really anyone in this class that you're going to get right there? You're going to make the reach for Malik Willis. That's the only quarterback I think has the true potential to be something in the NFL out of this draft class. And that's it. And I've come up with that take for maybe two weeks now. You're in a tough position if you're Carolina. You can't continue to wait or you're going to have to blow the whole thing up again with the head coach and general manager. I know Matt Rule got a huge contract, like six-year deal. Well, you're going to go on, what, three, four years of not doing good? Ownership's going to get pissed no matter how new they are. It's a lot of money and a lot of time, and you still have the excuse of like, oh, just so close. You look at the Indianapolis Colts. They're like, fuck, it's not working. Next guy. This didn't work either. Next. Here. Matt Ryan, see ya. Thank you for accepting a third round pick, Atlanta. Carolina's doing nothing. Yeah, Matt Rule is done if he doesn't if he doesn't make the playoffs this year. Like he is done. Um, but I do like honestly, I kind of like that Baker Mayfield match for that. Makes sense, honestly. Yeah, I kind of like it. And Baker with a chip on his shoulder, look out. Yeah, and with these weapons, like having yes. having these weapons would be. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, moving on into the Saints. Resign, not well, resign Jameis Winston. Um, I almost said kind of, yes, it was. I mean, he was kind of on the team, then he wasn't, but then he was because he got hurt. So kind of <laughs> hard to remember where he's been, to be honest. So resigning him to a two year, $28 million deal. 
Also getting Andy Dalton in there, uh, re-signing uh, Traquan Smith, Marcus May. We talked about that last episode about him going here, which was great. And then your boy, Dirty Dan, Daniel Sorensen, former BYU safety, um, over to the Saints. I, Austin just celebrated. I don't know if that was like a, yeah, we like dirt, we like Daniel Sorensen, or if it was like a, hell yeah, he's not on our defense anymore. Yeah, he's gone. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you later, bro. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Saints, I mean, their offseason was just <laughs> magical because they got out of their shitty salary cap situation. I don't like, Somehow. It. I don't know how. Like, yeah, like it's one like given they did have to let some people go though. Like let's let's not act like they like got out of it and didn't like have any pain, right? Like they literally let one of the best left tackles go, like a top like a top seven left tackle. In the NFL. Yeah, but this is a good class to let a left tackle go. Agreed, agreed. I'm just saying, like it's like I don't want to hear like the salary cap is fake. Like I don't want to hear that because like they still have to let them go. Clearly, you it is. You can manipulate it any way you want to make it that it's way. Very like, fluid. No, for sure, for sure. But like, clearly, they had to let a few people go because it just didn't work out that way, and and that's yep. fine. Like, it's just like it's easy to get yourself into trouble and get yourself out of it with losing minimal pieces. I guess I don't know what the hell you're doing right now. Like, everybody can hear you breathing. What are you doing? Why were you? Why breathing. were you doing that? I yawned. Had a big yawn. You heard that? Um, yeah, we could hear all of us did around the world. Everybody just heard that. Well, shit, I'm sorry. I had I a big yawn and I tried to I get le- it out of the way and I didn't. I, I legit, came back. I thought you burped and were blowing it out. Like, <laughs> like no, that's what it no. sounded like. That's was a what it big sounded yawn like. And I was just like, <laughs> my apologies. I don't know why. There's just sometimes like I'm wide awake. I'm not tired. But like I get moments where I'm talking like this and all of a sudden I have to yawn. And it's like, why? I'm awake, body. Chill out. You ain't going to sleep, so quit asking. So quit asking. It ain't going right. to happen. But when you look at the New Orleans Saints, still got a decent team. You do. Still got some receivers. Yeah, you, I back. mean, it's like people forget you have Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And let's also not forget Alvin Kamara got arrested. We have not heard Zach diddly shit about that. Yeah, we haven't. What's the update? Is he getting suspended? Is he going to miss time? Is he even in jail? No. I mean, I have no idea what happened there. Guy got the shit kicked out of him. He's rested after the Pro Bowl. And that's it. We've heard literally nothing else. We'll see yeah. what the Saints do, though. Let's keep moving on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady announced he's coming out of retirement. Can't believe it. But I don't blame him. You look at the rest of what the NFC has, and there's not much there. You're looking at a golden road straight to the Super Bowl if you're Tom Brady, especially right here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you bring back Leonard Fournette, you get Shaq Mason in a trade, you bring in Russell Gage, you also re-sign Chris Godwin after you receive the franchise tag, and then, bam, $30 million with 40 of it being guaranteed. You love to see that. You bring back Perriman. You re-sign Josh Wells. You re-sign a guard. You re-signed your center in Ryan Jensen. You re-signed Carlton Davis. You brought on Logan Ryan, and you signed your long snapper back. People might think, why a long snapper? I don't know. Just saw it at the end of the list. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have completely reloaded and not really lost anything on their team whatsoever. We know one of their best guards, young guards, retired. He was done with football. Understand, best decision for you. Go do your thing. You lose a defensive back. That's okay. You get something back here um, by getting Carlton Davis to re-sign and then adding Logan Ryan to the team as well. That's not like a huge splash addition, but it's at least something to be excited about. In Tampa Bay, I mean, things are just going to be so easy for them next year in terms of the division. There's no competition there. The NFC, you're pretty much a lock to finish as a top four team. You're clearly winning the division, like I just said. It's just I don't blame Tom Brady for coming back from retirement at all right now, and especially when you bring everyone back and then you also get the additions that you did. Sorry for the long-winded stretch there, Trees. I just can't believe Tampa Bay is getting away with this. It's just unfair. It really is. Um, I mean, people have kept doing the the meme of like from Breaking Bad of when Jesse's like, he can't keep getting away with this. Like that's what it is. Um, but like, yeah, this team is just stacked. So I mean, I'm not gonna go into it any more than you are, but um, yeah, 
that's about it, man. Um, Bucks are going to be good. Let's move on to the NFC West. Uh, bringing back James Conner, huge deal. Three-year, $21 million after a great season. What, 15 touchdowns last year? So that's great. Bringing back Zach Kurtz and Max Williams. Max Williams was having a great year. Like, stats might not be like, great, but like he was having a great year, like a football year. Um, and they bring back both of them. Just resigned, or not resigned, just signed Will Hernandez from the Giants. Um, and then just bringing back some core guys. So um, Cardinals are still going to be good. They, they definitely aren't. You just need your quarterback. You just need your quarterback to just be the guy. You need him to be consistent. You need him to make plays throughout the entire season. It's just part of it. But I agree with you, though. The Cardinals are still going to be a good team. You just got to make it happen. Let's keep it moving, though, here with the Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams, you signed Matthew Stafford to a three-year extension with $60 million of that being a signing bonus. And then the, the deal, again, this is something I just don't understand on how the salary cap works on how you can extend a guy and then clear room. Are you just kicking the can down the road in terms of like, okay, this money is not on the books this year, but it is a later year. To me, I guess that makes sense. But at the same time, is he going to be on your team there? Then does it eventually turn into the dead cap that you're willing to eat later on when you're not necessarily in your Super Bowl window? That I guess might make sense. But the addition of Allen Robinson to this team is huge. You did have to trade away Robert Woods off a torn ACL, a complete tear as well. But you bring in a guy like Allen Robinson to meet up with Cooper Cup. I'm assuming you're bringing back Odell as well. That's exciting for the Rams. Like, you just won the Super Bowl in L.A., and now you bring in Allen Robinson. You just made your receiver room even better. And this is a guy, I mean, we've seen Matthew Stafford be willing to throw the deep ball and the jump ball to his receivers. We saw it with old Calvin Johnson back in the Detroit days. He retires early. Allen Robinson has not ever had a good quarterback throwing him the ball. This is going to be the first time for him. It's going to be new. It's going to be weird for him to be like, wow, I ran this ball, and this jump ball is placed perfectly. He did keep this shit inbounds. I don't know what to do with myself. I guess I'll just catch this and score some touchdowns. Allen Robinson has to love this idea, and then you bring in for the Rams, you re-sign your offensive tackle, and you re-sign your center in Brian Kelly, or Brian Allen, excuse me. Boom. That's a good offseason for the Rams. Now, you probably don't have a lot of draft picks. Actually, I know you don't, but you're great at drafting anyways at the later end of the draft and in those later rounds and having those guys, I shouldn't even say develop, just be a hit and impact. And you don't need them to do it in the first year or two because you already have all these fantastic starters that's getting all your money. Just keep doing your thing, boo. Rams are killing it. They really are. And yeah, Allen Robinson is going to be a great little shift from, from Robert Woods there in that in that position. Um, I think it's going to be really, really good. I mean, they kind of went away from the like this quick like handoffs to Robert Woods last year anyway. So I think that he's really going to be able to fit in nicely there. So um, I really, really like where the Rams are at. And I know that they say Bobby Wagner may not. Holy cow. Sorry. Somebody's calling me and it's throwing me off. There we go. Um, I know that Robert or sorry, Bobby Wagner is looking for one year, 11 million is what the report is. These guys are going to like randomly find a way to get him for like one year, 6 million. Like just because <laughs> like they just are because you want to win Rams again or not. All right. 6 million right here on the table. Cash sign a bonus accepted or get the fuck out, Bobby. Yeah. And oh, by the way, you also get to kick the shit out of your former team twice a year. Oh, okay. Done deal. <laughs> Sounds so, like I a mean, good 5 million separation to me. Don't you think <laughs> Mr. Bobby? Uh, <laughs> yeah exactly i just can't so, say the name bobby without a southern accent like god damn it yeah. bobby <laughs> yeah king of the I hill mean, man ruined it for me see and i thought see you're saying king of the hill i was i was thinking you were talking about talladega knights <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> that's freaking hilarious <laughs> you sound like you sound like the dead um so um god damn it bobby i was probably high i, I don't know <laughs> that, that, that doesn't even make sense you could be second. You could be third. You could be fourth. No, you could be fifth. <laughs> um, so this team's going to be really good. I mean, the division is still going to be so good, though. That's the problem, right? Like, I, they're still going to be losing games because this division is so tough. Um, and that's why I still think that the Bucks just run away with it um, in the NFC when it's all said and done. But, I mean, Rams are going to ram, and they're going to be great. Like, that's what it comes down to. They're going to be a solid team. 
Not a ton of pickups, but you want to know what? Like you've already mentioned, you resign that quarterback that won you a Super Bowl. You get a new younger weapon to go with, go with Cooper Cup, and you call it a day. So, bango, bango. Now let's head to the San Francisco 49ers where they don't even play in San Francisco. So it doesn't make no damn sense, but it's just part of it. You re-signed Jeff Wilson. We talked about that earlier. You bring in Ross Dwelly as a tight end. That's cool. Hassan Ridgeway at defensive tackle. Deontay Johnson or Dante Johnson, excuse me, at corner. Uh, Denard at corner as well. You bring in Charvarius Ward. You signed George Odom as well. You helped your defense out. We already know you have the guys on offense, so you're fine there. But my biggest question mark with San Francisco, and I know I talked about it a little bit ago, so we probably don't need to spend a lot of time here, is what are you doing at quarterback? Are you trading Jimmy? Are you waiting until his trade value goes up? Are you waiting to make sure that the shoulder is completely healthy and that you can trade him because he can pass a physical? That's just a giant question mark for the 49ers. And why is he good enough to not release, but he's not good enough to start? It's just it confuses the shit out of me. Figure it out. Are you going with the young gun or are you sticking with Jimmy? That's it. That's my thing with this with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. I think they're going with like I think it's clear that they're going with Lance. I know that you haven't said that, but I think it's clear. But I mean, there are reports that like they've not received a single offer for Jimmy G. <laughs> so I think that's why they haven't. And like I don't think it's worth just releasing at this point. I think that there's still time. I think teams are still trying to figure it out. You could even wait till freaking the draft and like maybe somebody's waiting for Malik Willis, right? And then he gets taken before them and then they have no other option. So yep. um they did sign Ray Ray McLeod, which I thought was interesting from the Steelers. He actually had a pretty good year. Um I I still believe that this is the team that ends up with like Tyron Matthew. The Niners. Yes. Really? Yeah. So Tart is a free agent. Um, yeah. They haven't resigned him yet. I think that if they can get Jimmy's contract off the book, save save a few million. I think that they're, they're a team that could swoop in and take take Kyron Matthew I could be thousand percent wrong I have zero knowledge of this this is just one of those weird gut feelings that I get sometimes and I just well, feel you like usually hit on those good. sorry for the loud deep breath back into the microphone but just don't want to see it yeah. I didn't like Charvarius Ward I don't know what my, I just don't like the fucking Niners I have no reason why I just don't yeah it's weird screw them screw fuck the them. Niners you say yeah. it about the Titans I say it to the Niners yeah, but they're my division. Get out of here. This, Let's like, move on to the Seattle. conference. Like they're not even like they're on the opposite side of the world, basically. They're still in the yes, West. And I said I still said the world too. Yeah, because like that's how far away they are from Kansas City. Trish, just let me have this moment. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You hate him. I get it. Totally. I don't get a lot of. I don't get well, a lot of these. Well, I'm a nice guy. Well I'm Mr. Optimist. Well deserved. Yeah. I oh, totally. appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. You moved on from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, excuse me. What are you going to do with the addition of no fan Drew Locke? Let me tell you, probably not a whole lot. You're not going to be good. Congrats on your extra draft picks. Hope you make something to do with those in the first round because you usually don't. I don't know what the Seahawks are doing, man. I do like the offense. I mean, you still have your weapons at Tyler Locke. You still have DK Metcalf for now. For now. I, I guess the rumor is legit that you might trade him whether it is to Kansas city or just anywhere else for a freaking first round, right? Good for you, I guess. But it's now the situation of, okay, cool. Who have you brought in? That's going to be like a huge game changer for you moving forward without a quarterback. That's what confuses me. I think the Seahawks, I mean, I, I think they're in like a weird spot where they can't figure out if they can compete with the roster or if they want to blow it up and move on. I really think that's where they're at. I think that's why they've re-signed like Quandre Diggs to a big deal because we're not paying anybody else. You bring in, you know, you signed Justin Coleman again. You signed Sidney Jones. You bring in Artie, Artie Burns as well. And it's like, okay, we're going to add to our defensive line. That's great. Let's add to our offense. Let's sign some, uh, some tight ends. Bring in Rashad Penny. Re-sign him. That's cool. I mean, what, what else are you doing? And then it's like you look at quarterback and it's bam, Drew Locke. There's a small bit of me that hopes that Drew Locke has some success this next year just because I don't think he got a fair opportunity in Denver. And some people might hear that and be like, oh, dude, like, come on. There's plenty of enough time. No, the head coach was fighting for his job that entire time and looked at a veteran quarterback to be the true leader instead of letting Drew Locke learn on the field. That's just how Drew Locke is. He was the same way at Mizzou. He's going to live and die by his arm strength and his decision-making, but most of the time he could get the job done. And when he does, it's it's fun. 
and it's good football and people love them. Maybe they are serious. Like, let's give this guy a chance. If you are, though, right through it all the way in the draft. Don't draft a quarterback. Second, third, fourth, nope, no quarterbacks. It's Drew Locke. And if it doesn't work out, you blow it up. I think that's really where the Seahawks are at. Yeah, uh, I actually like Drew Locke more, like, in the Seahawks scheme of things than I did in the Broncos. Like, you know me, I was a very anti-Drew Locke guy for since we've started this podcast. Um, Very much so. <laughs> Rashad, Rashad Penny, I mean, he had a good last second half of the season, so it makes sense that they brought him back. Um, but yeah, they, they don't know if they're rebuilding or not, and that's because they have the oldest head coach in the NFL, and he probably is like, I don't have time to do a rebuild. Like, I just don't. Like, it, we have to still compete or I'm gone. Um, and so like, they're in this weird state of like, okay, we're getting draft picks so we can, can get younger and more talent, but now we don't have a quarterback. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, and again, it does not help that they are now in this. We used to be able to say in the hardest division in football, it is now the hardest division in, in the NFC. <laughs> um, so it, cause it does not compare to the AFC West anymore, but like, meh, the, it's fine. Like, I, I think they did fine with what they got for Russell Wilson. I honestly, I, I expected more, but like, it's fine. It's good. It's just weird to me. Cause like the Jags got two first rounders for Jalen Ramsey. So like when I see that and I know that these guys got two seconds and they got no offense and they got a D tackle and stuff like that. But like when the big pieces are and given in this trade, it's two first and two seconds. So I get that. Yeah. Like when a, when a cornerback got two first at one point, just a few years ago, it just makes it seem like, you would have expected like four firsts or something like yeah. that, you know, even with Wilson being older, but um, it, this is going to be a fascinating team to watch is what I guess what I'm getting down to. Like I just, cause I, I don't know, like I could easily see this team winning three games next year, but like, I could see them being like this team that like randomly goes eight and nine. Yeah. And you're just like, well, oh, I was wow. going to say the same like, thing. Wow. Shit. Like, okay. Like they're, they were better than I expected. <laughs> so. They had some big plays. Their defense got some turnovers. Wow. Seahawks yeah. going to Seahawk, but successfully. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I will say, I think it's for some reason, I do think it is unlikely that Lockett and or Metcalf, like one of those two is not going to be on the Seahawks by the start of the yep. season. I don't know I which one, you. but I think one of them is not. I'm right there with you. So, um, I know that you wanted Arden Key. I just have to bring up because the Jags signed him today. Mm-hmm. Jags got him. Sorry about that. I saw you tweet about him. I don't know. I don't know why. Can you explain that to me quickly? Like you have Kayvon Chase on. You're Who's probably going to draft Aiden Hutchinson and you have Josh Allen. Yeah. So now it's going to be. So they're running a three, four so they can let Hutchinson be the big DN. And then they need two outside linebackers that, that blitz. And now it can be key. And it can be Josh Allen, like Ch- Chase on sucks. So like that's that. Gotcha. And uh, so that's really what it is. So, okay. and like, you can never have too many pass rushers anyways. Right. That's so, true. So that's kind of why. And I mean, it can be up to a $7 million deal. I think it's closer to like three to 4 million, but like if he hits all of his incentives, it can be seven. Ooh, like that, yeah. probably, that probably speaks to it as well. Right. I'm sure everybody else was probably like three or 4 million. And like, that's what it is when the Jags were like, okay, well, we'll give you a couple million if you hit these numbers, which again, if you hit them, then you probably deserve the contract. So good yep. with me. So, um, big news that the chiefs are like trying to trade for a wide receiver. Um, interesting yeah i'm just confused on how they're going to go about it and which receiver yeah. they're going to get like i mean brett veach showed and i get we definitely haven't talked about it brett veach showed that he's willing to pay a receiver he just wasn't gonna be able to do 30 million to tyree kill and tyree kill is just like hey exactly. man i want to go to miami anyway like i'm sorry just i'm not signing here so brett exactly. veach had to kind of just swallow that pill but like if you do go get a receiver it's just like who like, who are you gonna get you're not gonna get terry mclaurin out of washington they just went and got carson winch you're not gonna trade his best weapon away you're not going to get Michael Thomas from New Orleans. They want to see what they still have there. And Grandy's coming off an injury, so who knows where he's even at in his rehab or, you know, playing ability. I know that comes off kind of like, wow, dude, what do you mean? He's like one of the best young receivers. I get it. But best ability is availability. He's not been available. So it really just kind of takes it down to like, ooh, what about A.J. Brown? Titans are not going to trade him in, in conference to Kansas City. So it pretty much just kind of leaves the Seattle Seahawks with D.K. Metcalf. 
that and he's the only person I see that brings a true number one like first round value in a trade. If you were going to do that, I think if you do Tyler Lockett, you can probably give one of your seconds, but like you don't want to do an older receiver, especially when you're trying to get younger and cheaper in a way on that offense for Kansas city. I'd almost rather you just draft someone and see if you can get someone to hit and be a true factor at receiver. That's much rather what I would see. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, thousand percent. The only way I'd say it is like, if you traded, your guys is so you guys have multiple seconds and multiple thirds, right? They have two picks in each of the first four rounds. So yeah, eight okay. picks in the first four rounds. Okay. See, so like if you kept your first, but you traded like one of your seconds and like a third, like a second and a third for Lockett, I could see that. A first and a third for Lockett or no, Metcalf? Second. No, a second and a third for Lockett. I only I'm only giving up one pick. I'm not giving up multiple. Yeah, see I I mean, then you're just not going to get him. Yeah. But, um, but that's what like I even saying. with DK, like you get our, you get pick 30. Yeah. They're not going to do that either. You wouldn't take a single first round draft pick for your receiver. No, not, not pick 30. See, pick also, all, see, but that's the thing though, right? Like that, I mean, this is, this even comes to like back to fantasy. Like you just look greedy as hell because you have picked 29 and 30 and you offer them 30, just offer them fucking 29. Like, like it can rub people the wrong way immediately when you're like, you have back-to-back picks. And of course you're giving me the second one. Yeah. Duh. No, no, that, that legit rubs people the wrong way. Like that's just like business like well, you better like, figure out how to rub it the right way because that's the fucking offer yeah i'm just I mean, kidding i know they just walk saying. then they just walk away um, Cool, no deal you could have just said that from the start <laughs> yeah it's true it is true but <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying like it's that like it's that type of thing where it's like to like the chiefs like pick 29 or 30 it doesn't matter because if you end up trading for you know 29 and then they end up wanting to take a receiver there anyways. You're not going to take that anyway. So it doesn't matter that it's one pick later. Like you're not losing out on the player that you wanted because they're they're most likely just taking a position that you just traded for, like at 30. Does that make sense? 100 percent So I think when it comes down to Metcalf, when it comes down to Metcalf, I think it's going to cost, I think it's going to cost a first and a third. That's what I think it would cost for Metcalf. Um realistically i know i said second and third for lockett and i mean that's just like to seal the deal like legit like if you could do like i think that they would probably honestly accept two thirds like not even like this year like one third this year one third next year and like then you get lockett for the next whatever four years before he retires like that's plenty of time to like still have him and you know he's great at downfield catching like honestly it'd be worth it at that price so um I love it. I because all these teams like want DK Metcalf, and I love like reading in on like what it would cost and stuff like that, and just like all these teams like what they would give up. It, it's a it's fascinating. It really is. It very like, much is, and not even not even a bad way. It's like it's just genuinely like fun to look at. You know, like like Jags have been like, yeah, we'll give him pick one for like Metcalf and like nine or something like that, or like or like next year's first. Nuh-uh. Yeah. And honestly, I'd do it. You give up pick one for DK. I maybe you should listen to what I just said though. DK and pick nine. Okay. So you still have a top ten pick and DK for pick one. Yes, one thousand percent would do that. Not no question about it. But you miss out on your tackle or your edge rusher that you need. I don't think that's unless you get Thibodeau falling to you at nine I mean unless that's what you're banking on or Jermaine Johnson yeah I don't it's risky though because like everyone in that spot like the the Giants and the Jets and the Falcons in a way all need pass rush it's risky absolutely but you're but we also know how important it is to get your quarterback the weapons like we also know that. Like, how many times do we talk about these quarterbacks just never had weapons? Like, it's yeah. just it is what it is. And I think there's I think there's plenty of left tackles in here. And then also you have pick thirty three. Like, you legit could then just trade nine and thirty three to move back up like to six. <laughs> like that's like bitch. We legit, back. <laughs> you legit could do something like that, right? Like I, I don't think that's like that's kind of fucking like draft day type moves. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. 
Like that's that type of shit that you could try to, that you could try to do. Like, yeah, that is fair. That's, it's not a bad mindset. I still think you're a little crazy, but I get it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's why I love you because you're crazy. Yeah, I mean, this, crazy about you. For, for the record, this is not me saying this. This is me just reading on Twitter of what people are saying. For sure. I'm saying I'm saying that I would be I would consider it, but I'm not I'm not the one that came up with this cockatoo idea. So for sure. um, there's a lot of other teams that could use him too. Like <laughs> that's that's the interesting Packers thing. So, big time. Packers big time. Big time. Oh man. Actually, that'd be a lot of fun, honestly. Seeing that cap with the end rushers. That'd be good it would time. Be. <laughs> so all right. Okay. We're running off the rails at this point. So um we'll be back. We'll be back soon. I I think it's almost time for another mock. Like we've been, it's been what three weeks since we've done well, one. Well, if Dan so. will stop playing with fucking cows, we could. Yeah, seriously, Dan, stop wrangling up the bulls. Oh, my in-laws stopped by. Well, tell her to go home. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like we, we had plans, Dan. I don't know. Yeah. What to, for the record, guys, this our our group chat went off the rails last week. Oh, it's fantastic. Dan it is a cow pimp. He's a bovine yes. pimp. Yes. And he he did not like that I didn't how lack of knowledgeable I was on the on the horse breeding process. I, I knew nothing about it. <laughs> Anyways, Austin's like, can we end this episode already? I'm, I'm going to keep it going. But all right, okay, that does it for us. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back. And today we've been talking football. <laughs>